This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or live chat sessions with your therapist, and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Now, as a special offer to Surviving Narcissism listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com Surviving Narcissism Podcast. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself. Now that's betterhelp.com slash Surviving Narcissism Podcast. And thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Surviving Narcissism Podcast. I am Michelle, the Program Director, and I would like to start this episode with a quick introduction. For those of you not familiar with Surviving Narcissism, it is the product of many years of work done by Dr. Les Carter. Dr. Carter is a best-selling author and therapist with more than 40 years of experience specializing in anger management and narcissistic personality disorder. This week, Dr. C's topic will be Narcissists can't grasp that control is an illusion. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Narcissism. I'm hoping that the discussions we're having here are going to be very awakening for you as you try to figure out what this whole pattern is about. The, the more you have a knowledge and an understanding of the pattern, then the more you're going to be able to respond more cleanly. And that's what we're going to get into today. Uh, knowledge is power. And so I'm, I'm hoping that I can help arm you with a sense of understanding about uh, what this whole thing is all about. Now, I, I'm going to begin today with a statement that's going to astonish absolutely no one. <laughs> okay. That simple statement is, narcissists love to be in control over you. And we might say, actually, that's a little bit of an understatement. Narcissists feel like they must be in control over you. Let's keep in mind that the whole pattern of narcissism begins with an individual thinking, well, I'm special. I'm unique. It's all about me. And they have an attitude of entitlement. They're constantly thinking as they engage with you. What's in this for me? What are you going to do to make my life a little bit better? And by the way, you can see just through that simple little comment there, they're deeply insecure, although they would absolutely not admit it at all. And so having this kind of beginning point as they engage with other people, it stands to reason that they want to control because there are going to be many times as they watch you that they're going to think, hey, wait a minute, you're not doing what I want um, I want you to do. Now, one of the huge thoughts that narcissists fail to come to terms with, that they just simply cannot grasp, is controls an illusion. How many times might a narcissist think, okay, I'm going to exert my hard control. I'm going to make everybody know who's in charge here. And for a while, they can actually get their way. They can be very overbearing and they can be intimidating and dominating and they can make life miserable for you. And so for short periods of time, 
they can actually think, yeah, see, I'm winning. I'm making everybody shake in their boots when I come around or I can out stubborn whoever is out there. But what they fail to recognize is over time, people want to run away from them. Uh, uh, one of the features of narcissism is that they tend to have uh, a very low level of what we refer to as future thinking. And by that, I mean that they don't really think very carefully about how their actions now and today will impact them tomorrow and for many, many uh, days, years uh, to come. They don't have that future thinking. They don't think, where's all this going? All they're thinking is, I want to be in control and I want to be in control right now. Now, let, let me see if I can break this down so that we're not just talking about abstract. Let, let's put this to some specific circumstances. There are many different ways that people, narcissists, wish to control other individuals. And I want you to see that this is part of the illusion that they have bought into. For example, uh, any narcissist that you're going to know is going to be a pushy person. They're going to be very forceful. They're going to be very stubborn in the way that they hold on to their ideas and preferences and interpretations. When you try to talk with them about your differences, narcissists will go into heavy repetition mode. They're going to just keep pushing their point, repeat it over and over until they finally get through to you. They show no compromise. That's a form of control. They refuse to hear whatever it is you have to say. How many times have you engaged with a narcissist and you're saying, well, this is what my perception is. And they more or less imply, no, let me tell you what the perception needs to be. They'll just blow right by you. They don't want to listen. They tell instead of discussing. Another way is they, uh, they have an ongoing undertow of tension. And that's part of their control. You just kind of feel that even if you're not saying anything, you, you, all it's going to take is one false move and here it comes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Narcissists can be easily critical <clears throat> and they often uh, will give you advice that you didn't ask for, which is a nice way of saying, again, being critical. They insist upon conformity. They insist upon your loyalty, or even we can say your blind loyalty. They're uh, readily argumentative. <laughs> have I made my point? Narcissists can, and that's just a, a tip of the iceberg. They have so many other ways that they want to show their control. Narcissists will come at you thinking, yeah, this is a really good strategy. This is a good way for me to manage my relationships. I need to convert, uh, I need to uh, insist upon control over you. Now, like I say, they don't understand that, that it's a turnoff. Uh, and yet, and so as a result, they just keep persisting. Now, having said all that, we, we can vilify the narcissist all day long, can't we? I want to uh, put you on to one of the biggest blunders that you can make as you are in the presence of that controlling narcissist. Too many times when a narcissist acts controlling and goes into that argumentative and opinionated and stubborn kind of way, people can then say, well, you know what, by golly, I'm going to be controlling right back at you. How many times have you been pulled into what we might refer to as a counter control flow? Uh, in other words, if they're going to be stubborn, you can be stubborn. If they're going to be pushy, you can shove it right back at them. 
If they're going to criticize you, well, you can criticize them. If they refuse to listen to whatever it is you have to say, you can go ahead and send the message that says, well, you know what? I don't really want to hear what you have to say either. They can be uh, uh, easily critical. You can become critical. And we can get into this back and forth exchange. And before you know it, you've been uh, drugged down into the ditch right along with them. And of course, my response to that is, well, how does that work for you? And basically what that means is that you've allowed the narcissist to set your pace. They're wishing to control you and it's an illusion. It's not going to happen, but then you can try to control them. And that's every bit the same illusion in reverse. It's not going to work. Uh, control is an illusion. In fact, just through my words here that I'm speaking, you can see that the more you attempt to control another person, and then it uh, goes into that back and forth exchange, then the more out of control everybody gets. So let's see if we can uh, take that notion that says control is indeed an illusion. And let's see if we can come up with a much cleaner reaction. Okay. Now there, there's a pattern of thinking that I refer to as proactive non-control. Okay. Now when I say non-control, I'm going to go with the notion that says, okay, if control's an illusion, then I feel no need to enter into that flow with the narcissist. They can be blowhards and they can just uh, push and push and push. I don't really feel the need to go uh, go toe to toe with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of that. The invitation to do the counter control. Now, when I say proactive non control, what I mean there is it's a very intentional and very uh, a, a strong sense of initiative on your part to say I am going to be non controlling. Now, there, there's there's this uh, the, a paradox. Uh, the best way to be in control is to quit trying to be so in control. So if you take this proactive, non-control response to them, you begin with the notion that says, I don't have any need to win. I don't have any need to convince. I have no need to prevail over that individual. I think I'm just going to go ahead and opt out of that narcissist neurotic games. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think like that, <sighs> immediately a, a feeling of calmness comes over me. Um, in fact, when I was in my counseling practice for 40 plus years, th this was one of the primary th uh, themes or patterns that I would talk with people about. Uh, if you have these hard controlling people coming over you, see if you can decide, well, I'm going to take control by not trying to take control. And, and you know, once you kind of get the, uh, uh, the paradox in your mind and you understand the, uh, the meaning of it, you realize this can be pretty effective and it can keep you in a place of, of steadiness on the inside. Now, let me see if I can break this down and talk with you about what all this would entail as you take uh, a proactive non-control in your response to the narcissist controlling pattern. First and foremost, you start with the notion that says, I'm going to emotionally detach from this person. It's kind of a Zen way of looking at it, if you will. Um, and, and basically what you're going to do is you're going to think, you know, I can't afford 
to uh, so uh, cling to what that other person is saying and to care so heavily about that other person that I wind up being the worst version of myself. When you say we're going to detach from that other individual, what we're saying is you have a strong understanding about who is responsible for what. I'm not responsible for what the narcissist thinks or feels or how that person perceives. Now they think they're responsible for who you are, which is why they're over there uh, so busy trying to fit you into their mold, but it's like, no, and you're not responsible for telling me there there's a certain amount of separation that we're going to build into the equation and we're going to stay out of the codependent dance. Um, but basically, I'm in charge of my own emotional regulation and you, the narcissist, you're in charge of your emotional regulation. Now, one of the things that you can see pretty quickly is they're not doing a very good job of, of regulating themselves now, are they? But then wait a minute. It's not my responsibility to make them feel or think or behave or interpret the way I say it ought to be. I, I'm not going to try to control. I'm detached from all of that. And so the first thing we're going to say is we're going to have a, a type of emotional detachment. Now, having said that, uh, even as you have a non-control reaction to the narcissist illusory control, you can still maintain calm firmness. Being non-controlling doesn't mean that you cease being firm. Now, notice that I say calm, firm, uh, calm firmness. Uh, basically, as you excuse yourself from that narcissist control game, you can actually have that much more of a sense of resolution to be mature. Can you hold, uh, hold on to the thought that says, I'm okay with who I am. I, I like the way that I process life. I make sense uh, when I have preferences or if I have interpretations. I'm always open to adjustment, but in the meantime, I don't feel like I have to fall apart. If somebody comes along and says you're an idiot, which narcissists will more than gladly try to remind you of that. And so I'm comfortable with the decisions I make. I'm comfortable with who I am. So that's what's going to guide me. Calm, firmness, and, and by the way, and I don't have to justify why I do what I do because the narcissists, as they begin to sense that you're not playing their game, they're going to come in and try to rattle you. And your response can say, hey, rattle all you want. I'm okay with me being me. You like that? I'd like for you to be aware of my video courses. One of them is entitled Free to Be, Finding Yourself Despite the Controllers in Your Life. Now, inside this course are various modules, and inside each module, it breaks down into various lessons with a video, teaching documents, and then also questions that go along with it. For example, inside Free to Be, you'll learn how controllers want to invite you into their games, but then you'll also learn about the seven principles of freedom, how to develop self-trust, and much more. Now, if you are interested in enrolling in the classes, you could go to our survivingnarcissism.tv website, click the link for courses, and you'll find that one and others. And I hope that you would find them to be quite therapeutic. And now, 
Back to Surviving Narcissism with Dr. Carter. All right, how about another thought? When you opt out of the narcissist illusion that they can and should control, then part of your uh, your mannerism is going to be that you'll you'll use what we call just plain talk. I want you to notice when narcissists go into that high control mode, what happens to their tone of voice? <laughs> and, and typically, they'll go into a high-pitched and coercive and convincing tone of voice, and they can just be more and more forceful, and you know they can their their blood veins uh, pop out of their neck. Okay, they can do that. Uh, and they can just go into that high convincing kind of mode. You know, there's a ditty I like to use. Uh, A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You know, when you have to convince someone of uh, who you are and you use that real overwhelming and overpowering tone of voice, you're not changing anyone's mind. Uh, a person may go along to get along just to shut you up, but on the inside, they're, they're thinking, I got to get away from this person. So narcissists will use all this coercion and they'll use all this persuasion and they'll go into the high pitch. And I'm hoping you can realize, well, that's an option. I could do that if that's what I want to do, but I'm also hoping you'll realize, yeah. And when I play along with that option, I realize that it's not working. We go back to my statement, controls an illusion. You never do bring someone around to your way of thinking by pounding them into agreement. It's a really lousy relationship strategy. Okay. So just use plain talk. Okay. Let's add another thought to this. As you opt out of the narcissist control game, it would be good for you to use patient listening skills. Now, many times people say, well, I don't want to have to listen to what a narcissist has to say. Well, they're over there and they're saying whatever it is they want to say. They're certainly not listening to you. And and by the way, it doesn't mean that you have to sit around and just listen to their rambling lectures. But as far as uh, as far as li- using patient listening skills, we can be uh, uh, this. What I mean is there can be times when you think, OK, what's going on here that's prompting this person to think and feel as they do? And the more you listen carefully to their (laughs) insistence and their bossiness, the more you realize, okay, I'm dealing with someone who is, is really threatened here. And I'm hoping that as you listen and as you're careful about uh, tending to whatever it is they bring, it allows you to have an insight and uh, an an awareness of, of who this person is. You know, why do they feel the way they do? Why is it so important for them to make me conform? I wonder what it is about this person's deep history that has caused this individual to respond in this way. And so you want to be a student, if you will, of uh, the psychological dimensions that are there. And if you're over there arguing and and, uh, grousing and all right in reverse, you can't do that. So in the non-control style, you operate with a mind awake. And it actually just makes you that much more informed as you continue to move forward. Okay, let's add another thought. The narcissist remains over there in their control mode and they've got to be dominant over you. Um, in On your non-control uh, side of the equation, it's possible for you to utilize what we refer to as descriptive thinking. Narcissists in their control are utilizing judgmental thinking. 
They've, they're trying to figure out what kind of label they can put on you. Are you an idiot? And most of the time their answer is, yeah, you are. Are you smart? Are you stupid? Are you correct? Are you incorrect? They're very black and white. They're very binary in the way that they think. And as a result, it's coming through in the way that they engage with you. A person that operates with descriptive thinking says, you know, life is much more than just all black or all white, you know, uh, all or nothing kind of thinking. And so uh, descriptive thinking means that, uh, that we uh, uh, zero in on uh, what's what they're feeling or what they're thinking. For example, uh, if uh, if somebody disagrees with you, the narciss the narcissist is going to take that disagreement and they're going to say, "Well, I just think that's wrong." That's their black and white binary thinking. A descriptive person, if you're disagreeing with someone, you can think, "There's there's a backstory here. I'd like to know what your backstory is," and and you can go into a breakdown of who that person is. Or it may be that that descriptive person may say something like, well, I know you've mentioned this topic before, and the fact that you're bringing it up again tells me that you think very strongly. It's quite clear that we think differently, don't we? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's your way of letting it be known. I don't share with you that all or nothing uh, imperative that you bring to the equation. I, I'm, I'm quite capable of bringing, breaking this down. Now, it may be that the person that's in the control mode uh, is just not able to uh, engage with you in a very healthy way about this. But nonetheless, uh, even as they're uh, coming at you with their control, uh, you can still uh, break it down and realize I I'm not going to go black and white. I'm going to be looking at the nuances and then uh, responding according to what those nuances tell me. And then finally, why don't we just say that when you drop the illusion that one person can and should control another person, what it means is it allows you space to draw upon your own internal peace. Now, I'm hoping that that's something you can lock in with all the way down to the core of the way you think. Is there a peace on the inside of you that you're able to lock in with? In other words, can you think, you know, I'm actually a pretty decent person. The narcissist in this moment doesn't think so, but I think so. And even if they want to reject me, if they want to be harsh and mean in their pronouncements about me, that says a whole lot more about their disturbed way of looking at the world than it does about me. I don't think I need to get into that. Uh, I, I know that I'm a mistake maker, I'm flawed, but I also know that I'm somebody that can, is quite capable of making recoveries and, and being reasonable and appropriate. I think I'm going to let that be my primary guiding thought. So you, you draw upon a piece that narcissists simply don't have. So let's, let's reiterate, narcissists come at you with the illusion that they can and should control. But as you maintain and practice a non-control mindset, you're letting it be known, well, one of us in this equation needs to be the mature one, and I don't see that being you, so I'm going to go ahead and take that mindset. And in your mind, you don't have to say this out loud, you might be thinking, well, I know that you're speaking about the narcissist, your deep insecurity your deeply troubled emotions require you to try to be in tight control over me. 
but that's not a requirement that I am going to receive. And so as you let go of the illusion of control, you also uh, recognize uh, that uh, your response to the narcissist is guided by choice. And by the way, we have a word for that. It's called freedom. Freedom means the privilege to choose. You're free. You get to be who you want to be. And the narcissist, they don't want you to remember that word freedom. In fact, it's, it's really weird that they are so threatened by the word freedom. But it's like, no, I'm free. I get to choose who I'm going to be. And as I observe how dysregulated you, the narcissists are, I just don't feel the need to be on the team with you there. Uh, and so uh, it does mean that you are going to let go of a tight agenda about how that narcissist ought to be, no matter how correct you might be. But you're also going to uh, let go of the tight agenda that the narcissists have for you. And you're going to just recognize that uh, the best way for me to find my peace is to uh, move on without the narcissist being the one that's going to call the shots for me. Can you do that? I, I certainly hope so. So in, in this episode, we're underscoring this one huge um, you know, issue that narcissists cannot and will not grasp. They can't come to terms with. But I'm hoping that as you're able to spot it and see it, it's like, oh, that's what Carter was talking about. I see it. It's coming at me. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I care too much about my own sense of self-respect. I, I care too much about living as a, as a person of dignity. And I'm not going to let that person pull me into this very inappropriate and non-successful way of being. That's what we do here on our Surviving Narcissism channel. Uh, uh, we're, uh, we're on Team Healthy, and we stand for dignity, respect, and civility. Dr. C, D-R-C. Dignity, respect, and civility. And knowing that the narcissist can't match pitch, we're going to say, oh, well, that's why I'm going to have to move on and uh, make uh, or uh, invite other people who can match pitch with me in a much healthier way, the ones that I'm going to give my emotional energy over to. So I hope this gives you some good food for thought. I appreciate you letting me be on your journey as always. And uh, I will uh, see you next time when we post another podcast and uh, you know, keep growing, keep learning and, uh, and stay in your place of peace. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We're so glad to have you on Team Healthy.